So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today, Mr. O and I will be talking about Life After Lockup, Season 3, Episode 6. This week, Puppy finally gets to cuddle in bed with Amber. John texts Lacey, and she doesn't respond. Scott tells Lindsay no friends at the house, which sends her into destroy mode. Brittany and her mom go to therapy together. Chevelle plays it cool with Quaylin, and Sean turns to Kelly for help. If you like what you hear, please support us by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating or any other constructive comments are welcome. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks, stay safe, and here's to Happy New Year. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Oh, they're okay. Starting back from winter break, uh, yeah. protesting uh, in-person learning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I haven't had in-person learning yet, so I don't have to protest that. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, my students—they're kind of a funny group because we had uh, today uh, homeroom virtually, and a lot of them seemed very concerned about going back to school, which is interesting. Like, I feel like the students usually aren't vocal about stuff like that. That's true. I could see after being like pent up and like quarantined more or less for like the two weeks of break that they'd mm-hmm. be like, wait a second. Why are we going to go back now? Especially when you watch the news and it's just – it's not good news. Yeah, it's not good news. Speaking of not good news, this group. Oh, which one? Which one to start with? Okay. All right. Uh, let's get started with, oh, let's say Chevelle and Quaylen. It's probably not such good news for Quaylen. So Quaylen blocks his number and calls Chevelle. So she actually picks up. She says that she's not feeling Quaylen right now. He attempts to apologize and Chevelle asks, you know, if he's still talking with that other girl. And then after an awkward pause, Chevelle says, that's what I thought. Quaylen says he's going to Kansas City to see them. And she says not to even bother and not to worry about it because she's going to be in Branson. Quaylen asks for details, and Chevelle says it's not his business, and Quaylen says that she is his business. Quaylen wants to do anything to get them back. He says that he will be Myela's dad for life because he's already promised. Myela asks when daddy's coming back, and Chevelle says that, oh, you know, he's just in Houston. She says she's not sure how Myela will react to them not being together anymore. All right, so... I mean, Chevelle and Quaylen, it's hard to tell. Are they broken up or are they not? Because Chevelle talks about it like they're broken up, but she hasn't actually told Myla about their breakup and still is letting her call him daddy. So why do you think that Chevelle hasn't told Myla yet? I mean, it's one of those stability things, I guess, but I don't know. I, I can't figure it out because the way she talks about it, it's done and dusted, right? Is that something somebody else said somewhere? <laughs> yeah. But like but like it's done, right? She's done with this guy. She doesn't want anything to do with him. So it's like not going to do well. I feel like the longer you wait to rip off that Band-Aid, the worse it's going to hurt, right? Yeah. And to kind of let her think not that like, oh, you know, we broke up and we're not together, but to be like, it's almost like she wants to make him the bad guy. Well, I guess your daddy just isn't here anymore, which is kind of terrible. Like, actually very terrible. But I don't know. Or is the suspicion that, you know, just like we always say, we always think that people in this show are done and there's no way they go back to them. And yeah, then later on they do. 
Like, is she holding on to it? The way I kind of interpret that is she's trying to keep it as an option, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if you tell your daughter, like, oh, he's not your daddy anymore. Like, we're not together, you know, moving on. Like, you have eliminated that as an option. And I get you, you know, wanting to not kind of take your child along for this tumultuous like up down relationship so I feel like it is fair of her to say you know that oh we're not together or not to not to tell her kid that we're not together if there's a possibility that they're gonna get back together and so to me it's like well there's two things wrong with that one you shouldn't bring any child along with a tumultuous relationship regardless if you're informing them of how stable it is and two it's like well you're really i don't think i don't think you're i don't think you're mentally done with this right it's just i mean i get you totally want to have stability for the kids but there's no way to do that if you're like in an on and off maybe not done on uh, uh, you know it's complicated type relationship with someone they consider their daddy Right? right, that's just that's inherently unstable. No matter what she does or what she says about it, because she doesn't want to go back and forth. Well, now he's not your daddy anymore. Well, now he is, right. but now he's not your daddy anymore. Like it's, it's rough. Like, but I don't know. Where do we feel about Quaylen? It's so weird that he's like so invested now. Oh, it like, totally makes sense to me. You think it's just a you, once once you no longer have it, you're like, no, that's what I wanted. Absolutely. He is a thrill of the chase, doesn't like to lose. Uh And it's not even so much that he really cares what he's winning. He just wants that as an option. You know, so if his Chai Town chick, you know, falls through, he has someone because he's kind of like a Michael, just maybe not in as gross or an obvious way. It's like he wants as many, you know, pots on the stove as possible. You know, he mm-hmm. always wants something cooking just in case something doesn't pan out, then he's got something else to fall back on. Because it's interesting to me that the, some of these people are just so incapable of, like, being alone, being single. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I think it is I think it is a combination of that and just like, well, I didn't want it until you told me I couldn't have it. Right. Once you told me I couldn't have it, now I need I need it now. Like, this is – you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me no. And I feel like Chevelle gets that and she's playing this up. So that's the sure. other reason why I don't think that she's really done, even though she makes a big protest about it in front of Quaylin. Because I feel like she's like, well, I'm getting a positive reaction out of me, like being like, yeah, this is done and talking about it like it's over. Like, I don't care. You do what you want. Yeah, I'm not your business. Don't even worry about it. Like, she's getting the reaction and attention she really wants. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like in the end, she's going to end up with him, but she's going to play this along. Yeah. I Yeah, she is. And like, yeah. So that she then she gets the upper hand for when they do get back together because she was the one that led him back or whatever. I don't know. It's a... Uh, interesting situation all right so let's go to lacy shane and john so john is out and he um is as says he's more addicted to lacy than he was to heroin um because she just does that to him and he's out they try to make it look like he's like out front of the house and texting her i'm not sure how accurate that was but he's trying to text lacy and get a response we see lacy get the text message 
but we're not really sure what she's responding or what's going on with it. We also have Shane like creep like weirdly like poking his head around the house like he's <laughs> going to find John out in the front. And then in a later scene, um, we do know that Lacey got the message because she is putting together a bouncer with her dad, John, who is also very confused about why she's putting together a bouncer. Because aren't they just like outside of the club? That's just like a bouncer. <laughs> They're putting together a baby bouncer. And she tells him that John is sniffing around again. And, of course, he's as exasperated as he always is whenever he has to hear about John. Um, he's wondering why. He wonders why, if they're doing all this, having a baby with Shane, what's going on? Lacey says that she's really done with Sean. John, Sean. 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 Who like knows? She she's done with one of them. She just doesn't know which one yet. She just doesn't know which one yet. Yeah. <laughs> she says she's all the way done with John. But, you know. We, we, I don't know. What do you think then? Is she really all the way done with John? Or I feel like that's not even something you bring up with somebody else. If you're just like, whatever, no, nah, I'm done it's with them. It's hard to say. I was actually kind of impressed with the fact that she didn't message him back. And now, granted, like we don't know if it'll stay that way. But even John was a little confused. Like she usually messaged me back right away. Oh, she'll call me, you know. So it kind of sounds like. Lacey, and I believe it, she seems like someone who's always on her phone. Oh, totally. And so if she's always on her phone, it's like, well, she's going to get back to you eventually because she's on her phone. So the fact that it's been, I don't know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's been a couple of days that she hasn't responded. I think that's definitely a step in the right direction because, like I said, John was confused. Like, she usually texts me back by now. Right, yeah. I mean, she's definitely the kind of person where – like, you know, some people you text and you're just like, is that a big deal? You're like, whatever. They were probably working. They were probably doing something. They were at the gym. They'll get, they didn't see it yet. Like Lacey saw it. Like as soon as you text oh, Lacey yeah. and message her, she saw it. Like, and you know, she saw it. So, right. He usually, and, and he's just, well, I mean, that was his whole cocky attitude. John's was, right? right. Is like, whatever. When I decide I want Lacey back, she'll come back. And so, yeah, he's a little bit surprised by it. I don't know if he's completely wrong. Like. But maybe just not in the timeline. And to be honest, I think what has really changed this time around versus any other time around is the fact that she's pregnant with someone else's kid. Yes. Because that's just like extra messed up, right? So I feel like that's the only thing that's really stopping her at this point. But if she wasn't pregnant with Shane's kid, oh, I totally believe she'd be messaging him back. I, I think it's a kind of two things, too. Yes, the pregnant with Jane's kid. But I think it's also just the timing of it in general. Like, Shane's doing okay. Like, as soon as Shane messes up again, she's yes, going to be like, ah. Uh, yeah. Right? Right, like, right. And he's not going to be able to be on, like, because it's not even, like, a big mess up. Like, last time he cheated on her or whatever. Like, yeah. whatever small mess up. It's like they're kind of in this, you know – Upswing, they're on the top of the hill of the roller coaster relationship. Like, and it, next time it goes down the hill, she'll be ready to message people back. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's right now the fact that you know he's excited about this baby. This baby is totally planned, right? So I feel right, like you're just in right. a different state of mind. Like you really want this. You're really excited about this. So the pregnancy. I can see there's just like this, like good vibes all the way, right? Right. When this baby actually gets there, I think Lacey is very correct. She said this a couple of times. She doesn't think Shane is going, gets it. He doesn't realize how difficult it is raising kids. I mean, Lacey has three other kids. She at least gets that this is not going to be 
a walk in the park. Right. And she also gets that, like, the three kids she has since Shane has been around are at probably what the easiest, like, time for having yeah. being a parent is. Like, this time where they're still cute and they're not teenagers yet, so they don't have an attitude, but you don't have to, like – you know, still like wipe their butts and stuff, you know, right, so it's like this right. like golden zone where they're actually really kind of the easiest kids ever get. And like, if that's what he's thinking of how kids are, like babies and toddlers are a whole lot more work. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like they're going to have, you know, the typical, it's not specific to them, the typical stress of oh, yeah. being sleep deprived, having to like care for like this very helpless being for a couple years and I feel like that stress it's going to cause dips in their relationship where it's not so good and that's the opportunity for John really to step in true true I can't see Shane handling the sleep deprivation very well he seems like a guy who still is like I need 12 hours of sleep (laughs) yeah I know in addition to my three hours of gaming (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) totally Yeah. Uh, So speaking of Shane not knowing how difficult it's going to be, did you catch the commercial segment? Oh, yes. I need to know the... Okay, so in the commercial segment, they used some sort of electronic device that was supposed to simulate labor pains. Sure. um, On him. And he played it up. Like, I'm very convinced that he was like, he knew he was supposed to play it up because he's on TV. But, like, I really – I was very curious about the accuracy of this device. I was, too. I was thinking, have they – have pregnant women tested and been like, yep, that's it. That's the same. Right. Exactly. That's what I want to know because it's like – because I know you can be like, well, you know, we'll make your stomach hurt. It's like I could punch him in the stomach and his stomach would hurt. That's not the same as labor pains. Right? Oh, my gosh. When I first got my IUD, I got, like, really bad, like, contractions for, like, God, they lasted for so long. And I'm like, if this is, like, labor, it's tolerable, but it really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a pain unlike anything. Like, you know, and that's why I kind of bring it up is, like, it's almost like someone was stabbing me from the inside. Like, how are you going to simulate that on top of your stomach? That's my thing, too, is, like, no matter what they did, and I've... I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure both of us have been like to PT and had like electrotherapy on yes, your muscles, I've right? Yes, I've had that. Yeah, on my back. Yeah. And so like – but that's not the same. Like because the muscles it's touching, it's touching his abs. Those are not the same muscles that are right. contracting and, and when, yeah. when, when you know, you're giving birth. So it's like – I don't know. I just – I feel like – What if it's like a twofer? Like you could get it for simulating the contraction, but you're like, is this also like – physical therapy can i just use this on yes. my back can i just put this on my back and you know, do this for 20 minutes sure absolutely yeah. oh goodness all right so moving on to uh let's move on to amber and puppy so amber and puppy are holding hands as they're driving to puppy's mom's house puppy tells us that she's anxious to see her mom kathy because she has felt like she's just let her down it's been four years since she's seen her mom puppy's mom cries as they embrace Puppy says she has a lot of regrets and wants to improve their relationship since her mom has never given up on her. Kathy tells her that, you know, she needs to behave now that she's home. She recounts that the last time she was home, it only lasted about two weeks before Puppy went back to prison. Kathy then tells them that, you know, she's having kidney failure and she'll need to be on dialysis. Puppy just kind of matter-of-factly says, you know, that's what they'll do every day. 
Puppy feels like she needs to make up for lost time, but at the moment she wants to go to bed. Kathy jokes that she can sleep on the floor, but Puppy promises there won't be any hanky-panky, so Puppy jumps on Amber's bed. Puppy tells us that she wants to smash Amber, but her mom has been such a cockblock. Amber recounts how Vince got her the bed and carried it into the house, like Hercules. She says nothing ever happened with her and Vince, especially on that bed. Puppy tells us how physically attached her and Amber were in prison. She then attempts to have a define the relationship conversation with Amber. And Amber tells her to slow down, killer, because, you know, Puppy's only been out for one day. So it's obvious that Puppy is way into Amber. Uh Maybe more so into Amber than Amber's into her. Okay, do you think that their relationship is really one-sided? I mean, yeah, I actually kind of do. Like, I just, I, I feel like based on what I was seeing there, it just, it, it, it just seems like Amber likes her around. Like, I don't know if one, one side is a, is a, is a, is a bad, maybe not the right metric. Well, like, it's one sided. There's definitely an imbalance. Yes, there's definitely an imbalance, and and I mean, it, it's it very obviously to me seems like puppy is like. I want to be your like would be fine and be happy if she was like I would be your actual wife like we will be married and things oh, like sure. she wants to be romantically involved the whole nine yards and Amber just doesn't want that but it's not clear what she does want. Yeah, I agree. It is it clear what she really wants? I wonder a little bit. I would want her to kind of talk about this more. Uh, how she really feels about, you know, being a full-on lesbian. Because Uh her mom seemed to think that that was part of the reason why Amber was hesitant about her relationship with Puppy, because she somehow thinks it's not okay, right? Mm -hmm. So is it not okay because she doesn't feel that way? You know, like maybe she truly is bi, and she's like, well, I don't know if, you know, I'm, I'm still debating which gender I'd like to go with in the end. Or does she feel like it's not okay because society doesn't think it's okay? And is the reassurance from her mom, like, helping her? Because let's also remember that these people are in Georgia. It may not be as a progressive uh, community as other places when it comes Mm -hmm. to, you know, sexuality. Sure, sure. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of hangups about, you know – about being gay themselves. You're like, yes, I have no problem with other people being gay, but Mm -hmm. I'm not gay. And she just has this like definition of, but I'm not gay, you know? And so, and so I could see her being like, yeah, you know, whatever. I have my, my prison wifey and we, we did whatever in prison. Cause you know, that's what there was. But like out here, she can't like fully commit to being like, oh no, now I'm in a gay relationship with it. And I, Mm -hmm. and we're, we're, we're queer now, I guess. Like, and I don't know that she has quite like come to terms with that internally. Right. Even right. if she has so she has issues going on there, too, or if it really is just that she's like, I like you around. I like cuddling with you, but like not really all that into, you know, doing it. I'm not all that into making a commitment with you. Like, you know, like it was like and so I don't know. It, but I'm with puppy, man. They, she needs to figure that out like sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I know you didn't watch the season with Amber and Vince. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you think about Vince carrying in that mattress? I mean, I've carried mattresses like that because it's easy, right? It's like the easiest way to carry them because that's the, just the way your arms fit. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you also you also could carry a mattress with the person that was standing there next to you to do it. <laughs> right. um, it just, I don't know. It just, it's just... 
didn't see, it seemed like it was because mattresses aren't even heavy. It's not Herculean. It's a friggin' mattress. Like the yeah, reason mattresses meant, are like, hard to how he did it because it was like big and up on top of his head. It was like weird know. too because they put him like on its neck and his head was like squished. It was he just definitely seemed like somebody who hasn't moved that many times, um, had or at least had to move the furniture. He's um, ex-military, so I feel like military folk tend to move around a lot. You'd think they would, but he didn't look like a person who's moved a mattress very many times. (laughs) Who knows? He might just, like, have a futon or something. Maybe, but it's funny because it's one of those things. It's like, yes, you could say that military people move around a lot, but, like, between the year – between the ages for me, between when I was 18 and probably 24, I moved, like, every year, right? I didn't move far, but I moved all my stuff out of one place and into another place, like, yearly. Sometimes twice a year because it's like if you're in school, it's like you got to move into the dorms, out of the dorms, into the dorms, out of the dorms, you know, for yeah. the summer. And then it's not – I know the dorms are not bringing your, your mattresses, but then you get a place off campus and you come in and out. And, then, you know, somebody got a mattress. Somebody got a new mattress. And you move out. I felt like I was moving all the time. But that's also because I had a pickup truck. So <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Like, so you're moving other people's stuff too. Yes. So that's way more. That, that's a bad so. idea. You should not have a truck and be in school. Oh, yeah. You probably shouldn't own a truck unless you have to move a lot of things yourself. Probably until the age of 30, I think it's safe to have a truck amongst your friends. Uh, Yeah. I mean, right. I I would say once you mean once you're 30, you can get your own truck. Right. Yeah. It doesn't become the communal. Can I borrow your truck to move this situation? Yeah. That's probably about true. That's probably about right. That's probably about right. (laughs) It was a little bit. I love that pickup truck. Anyway. Um. Moving along, let's go to uh, let's go to Brittany and really Brittany and Cindy. Mm-hmm. So um, Brittany, true to her word, has gone to the therapy session with her mother Cynthia, or it is Cynthia and Cindy. We've yeah, yes. And things don't start off really well. Um, immediately um, when the therapist asks about what's going on, and Brittany starts talking about her mother's addiction, the Cindy gets e- extremely defensive right away, saying that she's not. Mary Poppins. <laughs> anyway, as it, as it goes along, you know, every every time Brittany says anything, Cindy denies it. She yells about it. She feels attacked until the point where she has to get up and go get a cigarette. Eventually, she comes back. We can, they kind of leave us hanging whether she was going to stay or not. She does come back to the session and things get a little bit better. Um, Cindy still feels like she's being attacked. And she thinks that her problem is really just that she just takes pain pills and drinks a couple of beers. To which the therapist is like, you know, those things interact with each other, right? And that really, <laughs> it's not really a couple beers after you've had like three oxy. But um, <laughs> Cindy, at the end of the day, they, they decide that they're going to stay in the – right? They decide they're going to stay in the therapy and try to make it work out. But it doesn't – I don't know. It doesn't look great. No, it's so tough because the therapist also kind of talked to Brittany by herself and said, you've reached a crossroads. You Mm -hmm. either have to accept her like the way she is. It's okay for you to set boundaries or you just have to cut her off. And it's kind of like, I don't know if Brittany is really fully willing to do both Mm -hmm. or either. I mean, yeah, no, I don't think she's willing to do either. Like that's that's totally true. She's not going to accept her as she is. She's not going to cut her off. I don't know, it just, it was really hard for me. And, and that therapist did have a point too that was like, she's here because of you. She's not here because mm-hmm. she wants to get better. Yes. And that to me was like the biggest kind of epiphany 
Like, because I know, and I think this is why it's so hard for Britney is because I think Britney really struggles with the fact that she's felt so unloved. She Mm -hmm. feels like her mom doesn't care, you know, but it's not that her mom doesn't care. It's that her mom doesn't care about being sober. And so she (laughs) wants to be in Britney's life, but she doesn't want to be sober in Britney's life. Right. And so Britney right. definitely equates the two. And I think it has a lot to do with her childhood trauma. Like if you were to associate like being abandoned with someone being high on something, like you absolutely would be like, well, when you're high, you don't care about me. Yeah, true. I mean, and but it's also tricky, too, because Cindy is so defensive about oh, everything. Oh, she's so defensive. So defensive about everything that it's like impossible to even reason. And I guarantee she was like that. Guarantee she was like oh, that when sure. they were growing up. Mom, you never gave me food. Why does everybody expect me? It's always on me. I can't believe it. Why do I have to do it? Because you're the mom. Because you're the mom. (laughs) And then you guys don't love me. And I wasn't even high. Like, that's the part two. I couldn't even. Like, if you saw, we saw her before. She was messed up. And for her to be like, no, it's just a couple pain pills. It's like, no, it's not. No, not. She's definitely in. I wouldn't even say she's in denial. I feel like she's fully aware. But she wants to stay in that you know, whatever phase, stage, whatever. She wants to be, continue being high. And so she has to, Uh she knows she has to lie to everyone else. I don't think she's lying to herself. I feel like she knows. I don't know. I think she might be. I think she might be like, this is what I have to do to manage the pain. This is what I have to do Mm -hmm. to manage the pain. And this is, and so like, she can't admit to herself that she's doing it compulsively or doing it out of of anything else. It's just like, this Mm -hmm. is what I have to do. Um, I think she just uses that to justify it. Uh huh. But I think she justifies it to herself. Yes, I think that's what she uses to justify it to herself. But she still knows, like, well, I'm taking these pains to manage my pain, but also I'm happening to get high. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Well, she it, she doesn't. But that's to everybody else. She doesn't even acknowledge that she's high, like at all. Yes. No. Like, that's she's true. Like, she no, has to lie to everyone else because she knows that people are going to try take things away from her if she's right you know, truthful about the situation. She doesn't want that to happen. Right. I yeah. mean, it just, I just, I just don't see it ending well. And I think the therapist, because of what we said, the therapist is right. Like if she doesn't want to get better, she's not going to get better. No, and she's not. And I just feel for Brittany so much because I mean, Brittany knows this cycle. She says, you know, how do you go from crying, begging for my help the day before saying you can't do this on your own to the next day being defensive and trying to justify everything that you just did. Mm-hmm. Right, because it does seem. Oh, and because well, the thing is, is Brittany is better, right? She is yeah. getting better. She is, and for her, she's just like, yeah, I did a lot of drugs. Like it yeah. was bad, and I don't want to do drugs anymore. And then, right. but then Cindy's like, well, no, I, I, I don't do, I don't do drugs. It's like, well, well then why are we even here? Come on. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's move on to Scott and Lindsay. So Lindsay's mom Brenda has come over to visit and to drop off some of Miley Grace's things. The book that Lindsay had copied a page out of, figuratively and literally, has also arrived at Brenda's house. So Brenda gave the book to Lindsay, who says she wants to throw it at Scott or shove it down his throat. But she settles on just taking photocopies of it since, you know, Scott seems to really like photocopying evidence, as she brings up again. Brenda thinks that both of them are crazy and a little weird for going through each other's things, but she also thinks that Scott just isn't who he's made himself out to be. Lindsay thinks the situation is difficult because of how it will affect Miley Grace, since she loves the house and the room that Lindsay, quote, got for her. (laughs) Lindsay then gets a text from Scott. 
that the producers ask her about, but Lindsay puts her finger up like, ah, not now, and immediately calls Scott. She lays into him, and Scott tells her to hold on because he can't conveniently hear her at the moment. We then get to see the text Scott sent, which says that moving forward, he doesn't want her friends coming by the house, and he's just not comfortable with Tarabelle moving into the driveway. So everything is a no-go. Lindsay says if he doesn't want her to have her friends over, she will have his place covered all day? Question mark. I don't really know what she meant by that, but she kept saying it. I will cover your place from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Cover it in friends? I have no idea. He just stutters and says that they can talk about it. Lindsay tells him he can suck it, and that's her response and answer. She asks what exactly is the problem. Just please explain it. And he says he did explain it in the text, but he stammers and struggles to come up with words. Lindsay says that if he pushes, she's going to push back harder. Lindsay is pissed, and she thinks he's just screwed up. She says that if he throws her people out of the house, she's going to throw his shit out of the house. She opens his laptop on the hood of the truck and dumps his clothes out on the lawn. Oh, I should also mention that it's raining. Lindsay says that Scott shouldn't mess with criminals. Brenda just awkwardly witnesses all of this and just doesn't say anything, other than offering to help move her stuff in her truck and move out of this place. Brenda believes that prison has hardened Lindsay, which is why she's behaving this way. Lindsay records a quick video message for Scott showing him what she's done and she says she'll send it later as soon as his stuff gets all good and wet. All right, so I, okay, now granted, Lindsay's reaction, totally crazy scale. Yeah. But uh, she's not wrong. It wasn't cool of Scott to just change his mind over text. He obviously is trying to avoid having a conversation with her. Right. Um, so how, what, what exactly do you think Scott will use to justify her not wanting to have her friends over? Because not only has he said Terabelle, he, he said, said Terabelle friends. and friends. He doesn't want any of her friends over yes. the house. So to me, there's literally no justification for saying none of your friends can come over ever. Now. He's going to have to find something to justify it with her. F ever is a, and the other thing too, that's part of it, this part of it. And what we didn't see, we didn't see his justification. You know what I think he's going to use to justify it? COVID. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, he can use that as an excuse right now. Right. Sure. So, Because, it, it, you know, just be like, yo, listen, like, you just during this time, while this COVID thing is going over, I don't want lots of random people just showing up at the house who I have oh, no yeah. idea where they've been. I have no idea what they're doing outside of this. And is I don't want somebody else moving in. Like, so... I think that's what he's going to use to justify it. He didn't well, say I that in the so. text that message. That would be smart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if you're in this situation, it's more of a, oh, okay, in context, I can understand. But I mean, just watching it, I'm like, wait, yeah, why, yeah. why? But it makes absolute total sense. Which I, I literally just thought of that right now. But you'd think if, if that was the you're case. You're a genius, Mr. O. <laughs> if that was the case, he would have said it in the text message. I would think so too. Or it would have been like part of the context of a text message. Maybe there right. were other text messages beforehand where they were mm -hmm. clearly talking about COVID and he was like, hey, you know, moving forward, I'm not comfortable with your friends being here. Like, hmm. but then, you know, there's better ways to say that. And he was like, and you know, my friends aren't going to be over either. And 
But Lindsay gets mad at that because you don't have any fucking friends. You're going to tell me. Blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> – Well, I mean she's not wrong but at the same time – I mean so yes. If we're if we're taking if, – if COVID's not the justification, sure. then – and it's just like – I don't know what it is. I mean it, the, the all friends thing is, is tough. Mm-hmm. But Tara Bell, she's cheating on him with Tara Bell. Yeah, like, I mean, like so, like she really that that one that one kind of fits. I don't want the person you're cheating on me with to move in. Let's right. like avoid that. I could be, I could see being uncomfortable with that and not wanting that moving forward. But right, so that one's justified. Then come on, then there's Lindsay's reaction, which she just lost all logical trains of thought. Right, like oh, nothing, sure. nothing she was saying made sense. He was yeah. like, like my answer is suck it. I don't, that doesn't. I was I like, answer to what? I don't think he was asking you anything. <laughs> there was no questions. Yeah, there right. was. <laughs> and I don't, even if there was questions, like, I don't know how suck it is an answer. I was yeah. very confused. I mean, that's along the lines of like, yo mama is an answer. Yeah. <laughs> These All nuts. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know how he's going to get out of this. And I don't know. I kind of feel like they both weirdly deserve each other. Yeah, I mean, they're both. He's done shady things. She's done shady things. Yeah, it's kind of like this is who you attract with your shady crap. Like this is, this is what you, this is, this is who that kind of play attracts, right? Because it's funny too, because it's like. What she did, throwing his stuff out in the rain, is, like, not a response. Like, that is so not the opposite of what he did, right? Like, it doesn't... Sure. Like, right. friends, I'll yeah, do the exactly. opposite of what you yeah, did. I wear all of your clothes. Wear like... all your clothes. <laughs> exactly. Like, that is not yeah. the opposite of what he did. It's not, like, it doesn't make any sense in terms of, like, punishments, right? It's not a, it's not a natural consequence. Here's a question way. thought. Do you think she would have lost her shit the same way if Miley Grace was in the house? Ooh, good question. Because she has no problem in front of her mom. But that's okay. No. People, all the time, people are at their worst behavior with their parents around, right? Oh, sure. Because they've seen you at your worst as a teenager. I'm going to yes. make the assumption. Yes. <laughs> they the have seen, your, your mom has yeah. already seen you at your worst. So, like, people don't think about that as much. But if Miley Grace was there, would she have done that? I hope not. I hope not, too. And I feel like she actually cares about having respect from her daughter. So I feel like she would have. Yeah, but I feel like she would be but like. I don't know if she can control it. That's that's what I, I Yeah, but I, I think she would have no. She would still want to do it. I feel like she would be like, Brenda, take Miley Grace because it's about to get ugly. Yeah, like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then just have her leave with the kid so she yeah. could do it then, which is not good. But like, oh, man, could you – oh, that's just terrifying if you were a kid and you're like, this oh, is sure. what my mom does when she's upset, when she's up mad. Like, and yeah. it, what if she's mad at me? Oh, my God. That would be terrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. So other unbelievable things. So, oh, God. <laughs> Sean. Sean is – is on his way to, you know, track down destiny from the pizza receipt. Um, he has his plane ticket and he's leaving tomorrow, but, you know, he's not quite ready for everything yet. So he calls uh, Kelly and says he wants to meet with her. 
It doesn't really say why he wants to meet with her. But she's like, whatever, I'm at work. There's a taco stand next door. There's a taco restaurant next door. Meet me there. So they go and he sits down at the taco place. And, um, you know, then then Sean starts to explain the whole situation with Destiny. He says that, you know, she packed all her stuff and just disappeared. Um, and to which Kelly asks, well, did she leave you? And he says, I'm not sure if she left. And then she just laughs at her, laughs at him and says, wait, she packed up all her stuff and you're not sure if she's gone? <laughs> Idiot. idiot i think she does she call him an idiot she is at least heavily oh, implying it but anyway then we get to the, the point because you know sean is talking about you know that fifty thousand dollars he has on the line that he really need that really could lose and and he needs to ask kelly for a favor who is you know basically like wait no you are not going to ask me for money are you and of course yes he is going to ask her for money he needs a thousand dollars Saying that if they don't get the $1,000, it's going to cost him his $50,000, which is going to be bad for her and the kids. Oh, he's the worst. You're only now figuring out you're taking away from your kids? Get out of here. So then Kelly says, okay, fine. I will give you $1,000, but only if you pay me back $2,000. Good for her. Which I I, I think he kind of – I don't – I can't but he – tacitly accepts this deal yes and he has then, no choice because he has no choice well he could I mean, at that point don't you just go to a payday lender that that's not a hundred percent interest oh i guess gosh. it might be but anyway so that is and that is where we stand he's going to get on his plane and with kelly's money to go <sighs> make sure destiny gets to court i guess it, it's just oh ugly so what? he is the biggest idiot i think i've ever seen on any of these shows first of all let's start off with his i can't keep dipping into my 401k it's like oh god if you haven't even met this person yet because that's what he's talking about pre all of this right Uh because he had mentioned at the beginning of their season when they were first on that he had dipped into his 401k that in itself should tell you this is not a finan- good financial decision. Right, right. What I'm already, I would be, I'm, yeah, because I, I would be mad if my ex was like telling me, oh yeah, I dipped into my retirement. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, because I don't want my kids to have to be, to have to support dummy Sean. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Oh, if I'm raising yeah. two kids, I don't want that, that he's, they've Wait, maxed. Don't they he's, have a crap ton of kids? Yeah. They have what? Six or something. Yeah, I think so. They've, so I mean, like, and this is he said he, he said he can't keep dipping into his four hundred one k. That's he's, ridiculous. And he's forty six, isn't he? Like forty six. Yeah. How yeah, old is he? Mid forties. Mid forties. Um, yeah. he has she has maxed out his credit cards. Yeah, multiple credit cards right. that she's maxed out. It's like, oh my god, like the thousand dollars interest. Like, I mean, that's it, right? You have to be paying almost a thousand dollars interest a month on those credit cards. Yeah, he's he's such an idiot. The thing that pissed me off about this thing, like the most, was the fact that now he's trying to get Kelly on his side. She and he says, "Oh well, you know, if I don't go out there, if I don't find her, then you know, I'm out fifty thousand dollars." And that's bad for the kids. It's like you're gonna say that to try to get your own way. Well, if it's bad for the kids, maybe you should. Maybe you should have done it in the first place. Yeah, yes. it's like world's father. And and you're 
mean, you're lucky in a situation like that, that she's like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You owe me the same in child support every month. Like, yeah. you can lose your 50000 You still owe me. Right. Like, oh, my God. You figure that out, man. You get him, Tough Kelly, because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's so – it was just – it's – oh, just – it was oh, so out of control dumb. Just – Yeah. And, like well, – and because everything that's dumb about it, too, is what's his plan when he gets there? Well, I'll get there and I'll drive up. Drive where? To her sister's house and knock on the door? And they don't – what's your plan? You can't force her to go to court even if you're there. Like she already knows she needs to be in court. If she wants to skip out on court, she's going to do it whether you're there or not. Right. Yeah. I, okay. So if you had a situation like that, right, Um. if he like notified the authorities, like I know where she's hiding. So he's basically the bounty hunter, I guess, in a weird way. Oh, yeah, sure. Would you be able to claim your bond money? I'm not sure. I don't know how that works because he would be able to say like they could get her. To, they could get her to court. I believe they yeah, believe that the the, the, yeah. the sheriff could get her to court, but right. he can't. Then he could say, I guess he could. I don't know how that works at all. And I'm glad I don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. But maybe this is uh, Sean's first step into being a bounty hunter. No, I take it back. He's too dumb, dumb to be a bounty it's hunter. Way too dumb to be a bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. Like so dumb. They just like paint the wrong address on a door and he'd be knocking at the wrong house for days. <laughs> I can't find him. <laughs> they said he lived here. I don't, the I don't know. The address must be wrong. Back to square one. <laughs> Guess I'll call the pizza place. Oh, goodness. Well, he's probably so proud of himself for even thinking about that. Well, and he didn't even think about it. They they called him. And we're like, uh, did you use your credit card? And he's like, Oh, my credit cards that I still haven't cut off from her. And Which also dumb. So dumb. He cashed out her money. Like she was like, I'm never coming yeah. back. I don't know if I'll go to court. Whatever. Give me money. And then he gave her money. That wasn't the last time. I just it's I don't know. Like stupidity stupidity is uh boundless. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really is. All right. So uh what about your student of the week? Um, I went with uh puppy. All right, you know, I thought you, you did it, and everybody's everybody's kind of on their best behavior as soon as they as soon as like they they get out, sure. right? But she took her mom's dialysis news in stride. Yeah, she she you know she's trying. She seems like she's trying to make things work with Amber. I mean, it's always a struggle to find things that didn't do. You know, I, just, I went through the rest of a list and was like objectionable thing, objectionable thing, objectionable thing. I really sure. couldn't think of anything. <laughs> particularly objectionable that puppy did right right so speaking of that was where my student of the week is it's probably for like the most improved and it's just lacy for not texting john back that's like a big deal in her world right so that's very very difficult for her to do it's to stay away from someone she even clearly has said she still has feelings for Mm -hmm. but she knows it's not the right thing to do right now and so at least for the moment She's yeah. Being good. At least for the moment, she's thinking with yeah. her brain. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, her her reproductive stuff is thus occupied by other. Yeah, things. that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. She's that 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 part. The house is already filled, so we'll yep, just yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll All that. right. What Wait. about your dunce? I went with Lindsay, just because okay. I and I. I'm not saying especially if especially if 
the whole decision was COVID related because mm-hmm. then it becomes something that's ridiculous to something that's totally reasonable. Um, I mean, not, not reasonable to say it in a text message. So Scott was not a plus number one, no matter what was going on. That was sure. definitely a thing that should not have been sent over text in a way to clearly avoid the conversation. Yes. Right. But like her reaction just didn't make any sense at all. Like it was just, no. it was just, I'm angry and throwing it. It was a temper tantrum. She just threw oh, a temper absolutely. tantrum. Absolutely. But would it, you put it her past, I'm not justifying this at all, but let's also recall the temper tantrum she had when she first moved oh, in yeah. and saw the closet. How she was just screaming for no reason. It was weird and scary. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I definitely couldn't get over like, uh, I just, I guess part of it is too, just the way she was talking. Like she had a really snarky, condescending way, like as if what she was saying mm. were like really valid points that couldn't be refuted. But she was just like, I'll cover your stuff. Suck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won that argument. Debate 101. Like, what is she covering? I don't know. Covering I, the house in COVID? Maybe. Or covering the house in. Friends? Friends, I guess. I can guess what it was. Just I'm going to. Oh, you want this house empty? I'm going to have it covered with. I don't. I don't know. It was yeah, weird. I was very confused. Okay, good. It's not just me because I was like, is oh, I didn't know what she was talking about. Like so many. And that, that was my thing. About? Is yeah, I I was like, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know what she's talking about. It, her, her, she's, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's just nonsense that's coming out of her mouth. So yeah, there's a lot of slang that goes over my head these days. So I'm kind of yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe it's young talk for something. <laughs> I have no idea. She's not even that young. <laughs> Prison talk. Uh, so my dunce is actually Scott, and it was for bringing up a clearly sensitive subject, and I feel like, yes, he might not realize how badly she's going to react, but the fact that he is going back on something that he already said, and she was really excited about, so it was very clear that he didn't want her you know, he didn't want to tell her this. Now, did, did he know she was going to react this harshly? No, but he knew he was going to disappoint her at minimum. Right. You know, based on her, you know, how excited she was that he said yes. And to try to do this whole avoidance thing, like, and even the way he worded it was kind of like, oh, that's a no-go for me. That's it's a like, no-go for me. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And then I, I don't know the validity of his reception, but like pretending he's not hearing her rant and be like, hold on a second. I, ca- I can't hear. And then just like how he handled himself on that phone conversation. It's like he should not have been thrown off guard. He really shouldn't. He is the one who instigated this by text messaging. He should have had answers prepared and thought about how am I going to justify this to this crazy woman. Right. It's just, I mean, that's not wrong. I'm definitely not saying Scott was, you know, anywhere like near my student of the week or anything because, yeah, clearly everything was wrong. Because it definitely struck me as one of those things like it felt like he left and then like went around the corner and was like, let me send that text message off right now. Like, (laughs) Like, he, he planned it so that there would be the maximum amount of time between when he sent that message and when he would have to deal with her. Yeah. Like, let me yeah. leave for work and send it. Oh, goodness. All right. So, what about your life lesson for the week? All right. My life lesson was never ask an ex for money. Like, <laughs> like there has to be yes, somebody else that you can ask yeah. for money that is not your ex. Right. Like, come on. Your family. Yeah. Hector. Yeah, Hector. Hector would have been a good solid choice, especially because a thousand isn't an unreasonable amount. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an amount that it's not, definitely a hardship. I'm not saying it's not a hardship, and a oh, thousand no, but, is a but, lot of money. You probably know somebody who's got a thousand in the bank. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, but like, yeah, even like a mafia loan shark. Like, I don't know, man. Just get <laughs> not your ex. Like, what are you doing? Right. Oh gosh. Oh, heaven help his kids when they're older. Oh, He's going to be asking them for money. Oh yes, he is. Absolutely. Oh goodness. All right. So my life lesson is inspired by puppy. Um, if a person is dismissive about having a define the relationship talk, you can pretty much assume that it's not good. Yeah, that they're they're not gonna they're not gonna be on the same page as yeah. you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm not saying that it even has to be positive, right? But I felt like Amber was really dismissive. She was just yeah. like, you know, slow down there, killer. Like it's been your first day. Like. It was very dismissive. She could have handled it a lot differently. And I think if she really cared and had been really thinking about it, she's like, well, you know, it's your first day. I would like to, you know, see how things are with us in the real world and, you know, maybe just take it slow. But I want these things. I'm just afraid of how it would turn out. If she said something like that, it's really taking her like concerns about where we stand into consideration and Mm -hmm. really kind of giving her answers without really having an answer. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I would. I. I kind of. I would go agree with that. Just like. Yeah. yeah something like. You know. Like. This is, this is, we need to get used to this on the outside and kind of see where mm-hmm. things go. And yeah. That, that. That's. That's a little very different than like. Why well, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Dummy. This is day one. Yeah. Figure it out. Right. It's like. Mm, will you? If you keep on avoiding having these conversations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, we're trying to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. You're like this is us trying to figure it out. <laughs> All right. So uh, I thought it was pretty good uh, this episode and I'm excited to see what is to come next. And I think the reason why I really like this episode the most was because we did not see Lamar and Andrea and uh, Sarah Michael. Yes. Right. Those are the ones who've been hanging around for the longest. Right. And so, yeah, it is. And especially they're just uh, both of them are starting to get so repetitive. Now, the. Other things are repetitive too. You know, yeah. Sean is dumb. is pretty repetitive, but he does find new ways of being dumb Be- all the time. <laughs> new versions of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Different dimensions of being dumb. <laughs> yeah, there's different dimensions of being dumb. Not oh just like, oh, don't tell Andrea or she'll get mad. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see what's going on next week. So we will see you then. Yeah, we'll see everybody then. All right. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.